Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro. I'm your scaredy cat host, Antoinette, and I love a good ghost story. In this episode, we're talking to Kat of Onyx Hydrangea. She's a pagan, witch, intuitive, and dear friend of Eunice of Husmile. Shout out to Eunice. Thank you so much for the intro. Welcome to the show, Kat. Hey. So just for all of our dear listeners out there, we are listen- uh, We are recording this episode at whoa, midnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, midnight. So it's going to be fun. I hope nothing weird goes on. <laughs> if it does, I shall tell you if there is something behind you. Okay lang, no need na. <laughs> I'm okay not knowing. Ignorance is bliss. Okay. Um, let's let's dive right into it. Yep. What started your interest in stuff like this? I like you mentioned you were a pagan, like witch intuitive. That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> let's let's get into that. Okay, so technically the not even technically, like I started off with the whole ghost thing. That was my gateway to witchcraft and then to paganism. Mm-hmm. Um so I started seeing spirits when I was six. Um, literally the day that my papa died, when I woke up, I started seeing things right off the bat. And unlike many other Filipino families, I did not grow up with ghost stories or superstitions or anything like that. My mom completely banned the talk of Momo in our family. Banned? Yes. Like specifically? Specifically, they could not talk to me about anything scary, anything supernatural, nothing of the sort. Because my mom had the belief that I'd be taken away by Encantos because I'm so mestiza. And I look like them. That was literally what she told me when I got older. So she Was that something it. she was told by someone? Um, it was her understanding, which is technically wrong. Encantos like mm. Pinay beauty. They yeah. don't like mestizas. I don't know why my mom thought that they would mistake me as one of their own and mm. take me. That was literally what she told me. So at six, when I started seeing things... I did not know what they were and I did Mm. not have fear because Mm. I didn't grow up with a scary story. So I had no idea. Mm. And it was because of my curiosity in like what I was seeing that led me to witchcraft. And then Mm. after a couple of years, uh, I found out what paganism was. So I converted to that religion and the whole intuitive thing um, just kind of like grew out from all of that because I already have clear senses because I'm able to like interact with that portion of the world. And then the other things came along, like my tarot readings and other stuff. Cool. And so basically this all started when you were six. So very, very mm-hmm. early on. And then you mm-hmm. found paganism maybe a little bit later. Like Not even a little ritual? bit. Um, oh. Witchcraft I found at 11 and paganism. Like I really started to delve into paganism at, uh, 18, 19? Like, just a structure to all the madness. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, you said that you you basically started seeing ghosts the, the day after your dad passed away. Like, you woke up, boom, hi. Mm-hmm. Um, what? So, <laughs> how, 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 what, why, where? When? I, no, we've answered the when. The when was six. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, 
like over the years, I've heard of people having their sights um, activated mm. or their clair senses activated because of a death or mm. anything like that. But um, yeah, so technically it wasn't even when I woke up. I This is mm. something I only found out like two years ago in 2019. Um, mm-hmm. When I was asleep, the day my father since she passed away like early morning. And I mm. dreamt of having a final conversation with him where <sighs> like he was on the bed and he looked perfectly healthy. In my memory, he's, he never looked sickly. He died of cancer. So he was very, very skinny at the end. And mm. in this memory, he was, he looked fine. He had me sitting on the bed, mm. was talking to me about, you know, like when I'm gone, don't cry, take care of your mom, all these things. And I thought it was a mm. memory until I confirmed with my mom mm. that he never pulled me aside to speak to me one-on-one. That was... Not a thing that happened. And I was not left alone in the room by myself because my mom was, she, she's a helicopter parent. Um, but that morning when I woke up, I opened my eyes and I just, I was on the couch. So I turned and I looked at what would be like the door of his hospital room. And I was seeing shadows walking back and forth, like maybe five shadows. Outside? No, just like in the room, just like walking back and forth, like as if it was like a, bu- a busy street. And I thought like, oh, people in the room are walking and I noticed like all my family yes it's like shadows it's there's light all my Mm. family were just surrounding my father's bed crying no one was walking Mm. and we were on the third floor so it's not Mm. like people from the outside and the curtains Mm. were closed wow okay okay okay. so that was immediate and that was just me going ah weird huh (laughs) literally and then yeah and since you had no concept of that you didn't know what that was. And you're just like, eh, shadowy things. Mm-hmm. Uh. Literally. And I didn't know that it was something I should tell a parent to or tell an adult to. Right. Because again, shadow, okay, good morning. Um, right. There were actually like multiple things that I saw in that one day. So after seeing those shadowy thingies walking back and forth, I turned to the bed because again, like I can hear my family crying. Mm-hmm. And underneath my father's uh, hospital bed like for some reason it was much darker than it should have been like absolutely mm-hmm. black and I just saw a face right under his bed like eye contact face? yeah eye contact with me and again what? no fear I didn't know what it was so it was just like ah. <laughs> and I got up to greet my mom good morning that was the response <laughs> from six-year-old me what a big day for for you this day, huh? <laughs> what? Okay, so and so it was like a face, not like a nondescript like situation, and then literally, um, like black, just right under the bed. Like it didn't, it wasn't like shadowiness that like expanded from like out of, of the bed and like spread out. It was just right directly underneath right. the bed, black as black, mm. like you can't see through, and then. Mm not necessarily even a face all I could really see were eyes and I could for some reason point out a mouth and it was just there oh, I don't like under beds areas to this neither day do I. yeah <laughs> you're welcome neither do I okay so this could just completely validates my fear of like not hanging any limbs over the edge of the bed at night <laughs> <laughs> oh that reminds oh, me God. of another thing I will mention this later you're gonna hate it okay okay but yeah like I have I thought I thought up at this point I thought this it was like this irrational fear of like you know at night if 
and and you're like in bed and you're you maybe like an arm hangs off the yeah. edge of the bed or like a foot. I always have this like irrational fear that something's gonna like reach up and grab it. Yeah, or, no, like, same. If a, if your foot is like the only thing outside of the blanket, the moo will get it. Apparently, not so irrational now. Yep. Eh? <laughs> that was the only thing um, I saw under a bed, though. Ever. Mm-hmm. Specifically just under, in terms of just like positioning. Well, well, let's hope he's the only one who like he it, he she it they them are the only ones who like hanging out under there um, <laughs> to avoid future instances of that. But so you made Iconda with uh-huh. it, yeah. Did it do anything else, or you just like looked? It just looked at me. I think, yeah. and this is something I've found out. Um, mm. A lot of spirits are very surprised when you can see them. The, I've had multiple spirits oh. give me the, what the fuck? Like, look, when I look directly right. at them. So it was most likely surprised that this little human child was looking at it. Uh, it's like the apis theory. They may be more scared of us than we're scared of them. So the, the, the mention of apis. Oh, we have so many flying things here. <laughs> That's worse than ghosts. I like how you're, you're not flinching at all, telling me these stories about shadow figures and things looking at you from under the bed. But I meant one mention of Epis and you're like, oh, I can't. So I really can't. They fly towards you. <laughs> spirits kind of do oh. that too. <laughs> no, Epis but, is worse. But at least cockroaches, you, you have chinelas, you have slippers that you can defend yourself with. Slippers, I don't think, I don't think they work against Mumu. I mean, not that I would want to be in a position to try. But I mean, technically, I you could if you like, this me going into witchcraft wise, you can like enchant it and make it the Mumu away to their last. Enchanted chancla. Yes. Nice. Okay. All right. All right. So that was like your big first day. Mm-hmm. First day uh, into this experience. Um, well, then, uh, well, I kind of skipped a question, but I think it, mm-hmm. it basically answered itself. I was going to ask if you believe in ghosts. Hell yeah. Any, on the off chance, any, like, you do, right? At this point. 100 fucking percent. <laughs> okay. There's just no just way that sure. I cannot believe. <laughs> okay. Just making sure, because I've gotten some pretty weird answers on this question before. <laughs> um I would be pretty amazed if, you know, after that in very intense first day of yours and like all the stories you have upcoming, you would still say no. So I'd be like, whoa. I'd be worried about my mental state if I'd I said be no. worried about you too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was kind of the first time ever you've had a creepy thing happen to you. Mm-hmm. And it, so in your, in your memory, it was a dream. Was it a dream or you thought it was a real memory? Um, the thing with like me talking to my father or like the ghosts? Yeah. The the thing talking to your dad. I legit thought it was a memory because mm-hmm. it was so vivid. Mm-hmm. And like the memory started with him like calling me over. And he speaks mm-hmm. French. He always spoke right. to me in French with a little bit of English. And mm-hmm. growing up, I couldn't speak French. I knew mm-hmm. like super basic. And mm-hmm. the conversation I knew was in French. But it works mm. the way that my brain works, where I hear um, a language I understand. I'll hear it in the language, but my brain will automatically translate to English. 
Mm. which is why it's very difficult for me to learn other languages because I have Mm. that like secondary processing. And that's Mm. exactly what was happening. And my mom was in the room. She was like fixing a bag and like adjusting the curtains. And he, Mm. my papa was literally speaking to me, Mm. like having me sit down there explaining like, well, when I'm gone, you know, like he was preparing to leave. Which for years, I thought like, oh, my father must have been psychic. Like he must have seen something to make him think I need to speak to my daughter. Because that was essentially the night before he died. At least in the memory, that was the night. I now know. Yeah, I now know it was the dream within the night that he passed. Mm. So for years, I thought he was a psychic. And that's why I asked my mom to verify because my mm. mom was in the room and when he was done talking to me, he like helped me get down from the bed and he said, mm. go, I'm going to speak to your mom. Mm. And that's why like if in my brain it was a memory, but looking back, there were odd things about it. One mm. was that he wasn't hooked up to anything, like mm. no IVs, nothing. Two, my mom never turned to us and acknowledged us. It was mm. as if we were looking through like a foggy mirror at her or a foggy window mm. at her. And it was way too bright. Like outside Mm. the windows were way too bright. It was like stark white. Mm. And yeah, so that plus verifying with my mom, like, hey, did Papa talk to me like the night before he died? Did he talk to Mm. you? And she's like, no, never. He was too sick to even sit up and Mm. speak. And he was like cross-legged on his bed sitting beside me. Any chance your your mom had any dreams also on the same night related she, to that? She had one, I think a few days after. Um, yeah. And I did have another dream with him in it, but her dream was he was getting onto a bus. What? Yeah, like spirit bus, I don't know. <laughs> okay. And she wanted to go with him. Like she was begging him, like, please let me come with you, let me come with you. And uh. he was telling her like, no, you have to stay for like our daughter. She's still here. You can't yeah. leave her. And so like he made sure he did, she didn't get on the bus and then like the bus drove away. But she knew that was a dream because she like woke up knowing it was a dream. She didn't even know that I had any interaction until like 2019 when I asked her about the what I right. thought was a memory. Right. No, because like I was, it, it would have been cool because you mentioned in the dream that your dad had said, I'm just going to go talk to your mom. And yeah. then what if she had like a, uh, dream in parallel with Mm -hmm. yours so hey i just spoke to our kids it would have been cool but also what i've noticed with spirits is like time for them 100 percent. it flows differently so it might have been the same day for him like a minute difference but Mm. then for us it would have been multiple days right cool very like very interesting not all that scary and i'm Mm -hmm. kind of weirdly happy for you that you you have that right like Growing up, I really just thought like my papa had some sort of psychic ability. He knew he was mm. going to die. He made sure I understood. And mm. now it's just like, oh, fuck. Right. I also kind of blame him. I'm pretty sure that dream specifically, that visitation is what like switched the flip. Like it, it turned it on yes. for me. I'm pretty fucking sure now. Because his death wasn't traumatic. I was, I'm a very, I, even as a child, I was extremely logical. I didn't yeah. even cry over his death because I understood like yeah. bodily death. I understood illness. Yeah. So it wasn't traumatic. Mm. But that fucking visitation did it. I, I, I 100% believe <laughs> That's it. That's the one. Mm-hmm. That's the one. 100%. Okay, okay. So um, after that, so that's kind of when it kicked off for you. Mm-hmm. When did it, 
what were the things that kind of happened after that? Because you said other stuff happened in that day. Yeah. So um, we haven't even left day one. We have. Um, <laughs> so like they they like prepped his body and stuff. We gathered all of our stuff and we um, went out. So mm. I didn't step out of the room yet. Like after the shadows walking by and the thing under the bed, I hadn't stepped outside of the room. But when we went out, mm. um, so normally in a hospital, you have like a corridor with the rooms mm. and then you'll enter like the lobby-ish area. Like every floor yeah. has like the nurse's like, station um, and stuff. Yeah. So we got out there and as I'm looking around, I realized, whoa, there's a lot of people. Oh man. Most of them are (laughs) see-through. Most of them don't have faces. And those who do. Really? Those who do are just shadowy. Like where their eyes, nose, and mouth should be, it's just like shaped shadows. Okay. So you could tell where the eyes and nose were, but they were all see-through. A lot of them were lacking lower bodies. Like they it just vanished. Like fizzled out or something. Yeah. Um, some were like staring at living beings. Other were, others were just like walking. Uh, I know that there was one spirit. I'm not so sure if it was a child or just like a shorter person that was looking at me because I was looking at it. Yeah. And again. Like, hey, same height. Pretty much. Again, because like as a child, I was like, whoa. I thought, and I remember thinking this, it's a busy day at the hospital. <laughs> I just uh, thought like, oh, there's a lot of people. And, oh, man. Yeah. And my parents weren't reacting to anything. My well, my mom, obviously, wasn't reacting to anything. I think we were with maybe like an uncle and an aunt. Mm-hmm. Most of my family had like gone ahead. And as mm-hmm. we got to the elevator, um, we're on the third floor. So, of course, if you hit the elevator and it'll like, you know, come up. Yeah. A spirit oh, stepped no. up right beside me. Oh, great. And I look up and I see a white lady. Okay, what, um, literally just a, a white-shaped lady or Long is it white like dress, white? long okay. black hair. <laughs> Great. And again, like the shadowy eye, shadowy mouth. And she popped in right as my, I think it was my mom who clicked like the down arrow, like, yeah, the going down mm. area for, arrow for the elevator. And as I looked up at her, she looked down at me. Like she fucking turned her. That's how I know what her face looked like. And as the yeah. elevator was rising up to the third floor, she was slowly sinking through the floor, keeping what? eye contact with me the entire time. What the fuck, man? Oh, what? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. What? What is for effect, huh? <laughs> okay, and like, what did her? I'm almost afraid to ask. What did her face look like? It was literally just shadowy, like where. She had a longer face shape, uh, um, kind of like ovally. Uh-huh. And where her eyes were, it was just literally just dark, darkness, dark circles. And then like a little bit of shadow where her nose was and her mouth was just dark black shadow. How did you not have a fear response? Uh, <laughs> just Is it just because you didn't know what it was? I think I was really the kind of child that like, I had no fear. Mm. If I didn't fucking know what it was, I don't know. And if somebody told me you should be afraid, nah, I was the idiot that was like, fuck it, I'm not afraid. I'm a girl. Okay, so white lady just stares at you as she's going down? Yeah. Like, like, she's, she's sinking, sinking through the floor? Mm-hmm. Like, eye contact the entire time. She's sinking through the floor. And once the elevator, like, things on our third floor, her head she's just, gone. like, through the ground. What if it's a parallel Moomoo elevator 
That's what I thought. Like, that's what I, my theory <laughs> is. Like, if anyone has watched Good Omens, the escalators that go in different directions, that's my idea. I think huh. we just called the spiritual elevator and she was like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? As she went down. Why is she seeing me? And she's probably like as weirded out as you are. Like, yes. Is she really still looking at me? Yes. I have found that I, I weird out spirits as well. Mm. As much as I weird mm. out humans, I weird out spirits too. It's nice to know that we have a similar effect on them as they on yep. us. Yep. Okay. Well, I wonder though, is what I wonder is since if they look like creepy to us, if mm-hmm. we look creepy to them, I know I've surprised some spirits on Halloween growing up. Like, <laughs> um, there was this one big, I forgot the word for a second, village subdivision back in Cebu mm. that back mm. in like late 90s, early 2000s was known as the fucking treat, trick or treat hub. You mm. went there no matter what. Even when they started mm. selling tickets that were like kind of pricey at the time, you went. And I remember they sold tickets to get into the village. Yes, because it was like a high class village, and then there were a bunch of like I think slight break ins, slight thefts oh. that they wanted to start selling tickets because like things were getting damaged and stuff like that. Right. And this was like hundreds of kids. Like, yeah, this yeah, wasn't yeah. just like fifty; there was a lot of kids. Mm. And I remember always seeing multiple things that were see through. Mm-hmm. That like none of them really like paid attention to me or anything. So it's not like a really heavy memory, but I just remember seeing way too many just see-through children and other things. A bunch of children because it's candy. It's excited energy. So child ghosts or child spirits love that. And a lot of fear, which brings in a shit ton of spirits. Spirits love to eat on the energetic fear that we release, which is why they scare you. Great. Mm-hmm. So this aligns with basically what some other people have told me on the show. Um, again, I'm going to bring this up, and my listeners are probably so sick of hearing this. But I did a season, and I did an entire season of. Um, I just interviewed, or I just talked to people with third eyes. Um, that was a mistake. Um, and eventually, somebody had told my mom, like, "Hey." Whatever your kid's doing, she has to like chill out on it because she's like turning herself into a beacon. And this person didn't oh, yeah. know what I was doing. Um, so apparently I was turning myself into a little beacon of like, hey, free energy over yep. here. That is um, very correct. Yeah. And lo and behold, something did like go down on that season, um, which is why I'm never doing that again. <laughs> that is fun. But yeah, that's exactly why. Um, there's that like saying that if you, if it's on a summer night and you want to stay cold, you tell ghost stories. Cause like the chills make you feel cold. It's most likely cause there are a bunch of spirits around. Hey, just- how about I, no, that, that is not the path I'm taking to a cooler summer night. Maybe aircon. Aircon. Not <laughs> My but, gosh. No, but that's exactly me. why like Halloween, you always hear a lot of stories coming around like, October 31st, November 1. What do mm. we love to do during those days? We love to scare each other. And if, you know, when families go to the cemeteries, there's going to be ghost stories no matter what. There's going to be that mm. one annoying cousin that tries to scare the shit out of you. Mm. And spirits eat that. I don't necessarily understand why. What I've noticed mm. is, I think, because one, when you're afraid, your energy just fucking explodes it booms out unlike mm. happiness which is like a more of a light radiance 
anger, which is very directed. I think it's a lot easier for spirits to like get a hold of. Maybe because it's like a, a like a, a warning device. It's like danger, danger. Kind of, maybe. I think it's or a lot brighter know. or a lot yeah. just like easier to notice for them. Um, this is why if ever you're in a, a cinema with like a horror movie, <laughs> you're not alone. There's a shit ton of them in there. Which is why I hate watching scary movies in the cinema. Um, when, and this is probably why PV like taking me to scary movies because then I would just totally dig into his arm. <laughs> I hate scary movies. As much as I like love ghosts, spirits, ghost stories, and like I'm very chill with those creepy things IRL, I can't mm. do horror movies. The jump scares kill me. I cannot. I love horror movies. I hate jump scares because I think they're super cheap. I can't like scare me with the story, but jump yes. scares, ah, my heart, I cannot. Yeah, like the, no. the whole conjuring um, universe situation, <laughs> like the whole, oh, oh, or like closes <sighs> the ref door, boom, boom. Yeah, no, that, not, that's not my jam. Um, yeah, no, same. But funny enough that you mentioned Halloween, and I don't know how this is going to work out because uh, PV and I are actually going to get married on Halloween this year. <gasps> that's and fucking badass. And congrats. How on brand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out because like I intend for it for, to, for it to be a very joyous, non-scary situation. I mean, you might have a few spirits just walk by, but if there's nothing that interests them, they're not going to stay around. Well, at least I don't have to you know, pay for food and drink for them. Yeah, so if, if they want to chill, they're fun. there. You won't notice them anyway. Chill. Well, I, I sincerely hope not. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the best thing to not notice them on your fucking wedding day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So interesting. So what else has happened to you? Like Halloween is seriously my favorite holiday. Obviously, Same. I'm getting married on it. Um, but anything else interesting happened to you on Halloween? Um, specifically Halloween. It's maybe hard to like, remember dates. Maybe like um, post trick-or-treat ages. Post-trick-or-treat ages. Um, yeah, definitely a lot. A lot of my younger um, experiences are like seeing things, you know, like float by, pass by. Mm. Um, I have one that's pretty freaky from childhood. But after that, it was the time where I started to really get involved at 11. Um, I really mm. started to get involved with my spirituality, figuring out like how to speak to them, mm. interact. Um, I am not clairvoyant. I'm someone who's mm. clairsentient and claircognizant. So I'm clear sensing and clear knowing. But when I tap into what I sense, it can help me see what is there. So I'm not very strong in the immediate viewing. But as a child, which is very common, your sight tends to be very, very strong. That's why like, you always have those stories about babies, like talking to things and because they can see it. Mm. Uh, mm. So yeah, when I was 11, I started to research and Google was still pretty young. There wasn't much on the internet, mm. but there was enough. And that helped me figure out one, what it, what they were, um, two, mm. to gain the fear. And then as mm. I got older to kind of like release the fear, get more used to it. They don't freak me out as much anymore. Um, mm. Unless they jump scare me, which some of them do. Mm. <sighs> They're Brazil. assholes. That's such a, that's such an, that's such a hassle. But okay. Mm. Let, let's um, step back a bit because you, yeah. you said a couple of things that are new terms to me. So you said you're not clairvoyant, but you're clairsensing. And what was the other word? Uh, 
clairsentient and claircognizant. Clear knowing. Sentient. Okay. Um, what, what, or what are those? So a lot of for Pinoys, we normally say like third eye or it's like sixth sense. Yeah. Um, sixth sense makes more like actual sense in terms of what mm. they are. It's mm. not even six. It's like 10 or 12. There's <laughs> okay. a lot more. So okay. um, when somebody says normally like, oh, my third eye is open for a lot of uh, other people or people who just take it at like surface level, Mm. Uh, third eye just means you can interact with the spirit world whether mm. you see it whether you can hear them whatever it is your mm. clear senses are your specific like third eye abilities kind of mm. those are your specific other senses so mm. clairvoyance is um what is directly related to the whole third eye thing that's clear seeing so you can mm. see um either spirits or elementals whatever it is um the frequencies vary so mm. it depends from person to person you can have a room full of like people with open third eyes Mm. And we will see different things at different mm-hmm. clarities, different forms of entities. It's just because they're not, it's not like all on a singular, physically it's a, a singular plane, but energetically it's different right. things. Mm-mm. It's like if it were a wave and different yes. levels of a wave. The way that I explain it is like on a radio where just because mm. you're tuned into one station doesn't mean the other stations don't exist. They're still playing and going through the way that Eunice um, Husmile explained at one time uh, during one mm. of her little Halloween sessions was um, it's like layers when you're um, mm. di- digitally drawing, you have mm. different layers that you can hide and open and interact with. That's essentially it. Shampra, that's her, I know. Yeah. That's her, I know, description of it. Okay. Super, super interesting. Um, and that makes a lot of sense because I did have a guest on, um, a good, really good friend of mine, Joni. Um, she can see spirits. Mm. And then I think she accidentally like transferred some of this ability to her partner. Poor guy. And for him naman, he can only see elementals. Mm-mm. So yeah. So parang, sometimes they don't see the same thing. Mm-hmm. I so don't think she transferred it. She might have activated it. Because when you're around people who have like the open third eye and everything. If mm. you have that possibility, mm. the close interaction can activate it. That's why if mm. you have like true psychics, true people who can see being together, sometimes even physical touch can really heighten mm. what they're seeing. But that makes a lot of sense. Some people, for example, I've been in rooms of people who can see a spirit, but they don't mm. notice the duende in the corner. Right. Okay. Huh. I would be super interested to hang out with you in person. But also, <laughs> I don't know if I want you to tell me. <laughs> That's all of my friends. That's what all of my friends say. Right. And some of them notice my cues. Because I have certain cues when I see something. And okay. some of my friends have picked up on it. And they hate it. Because I, well, I won't okay. say it. I'm not going to tell you if you don't want to hear it. But I still react. I still have a reaction. What? Okay, what are some of your most common cues? Um... They tend to go hand in hand either way. Mm. So I'm not a person who like looks at the person that I'm speaking to. I'm not very good with eye contact unless I force it. So my mm. eyes normally just roam around the room. And <laughs> I have a certain look. Well, I'll look at something and then just kind of zero in on it for a second. And mm. then like really badly, like try <laughs> and look away. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and then sometimes I'll laugh especially if it like notices me if it's something like a little more unique 
I will have a nervous giggle that I cannot copy. That'll just come out. And my friends are just like, fuck you, shut up. Because <laughs> they realize what I've seen or I've seen something. I like how it's a nervous giggle. That's, that's a really unique reaction. It, it's happened before because I used to be a trainer for a couple of years. It's happened in class. Where, <laughs> and sometimes I can't control saying it too. Like I'll say like, oh, I saw this. And then I'll have my little laugh. And everyone's response, my response is, oh, that was fun. Everyone else's response is, ah! what the fuck, man? Yep. And have you ever done that on a night shift? That must have been yes. hell. <laughs> Multiple times, apparently. I don't, I try my best to hold back. But apparently my staring at something very specific is very obvious. I thought it just looked like I was like, Tulala, like just like yes, yes. zoning out. Apparently, no, because my eyes apparently focus and zero in. I did not know they do that. <laughs> I was not sneaky. Fun. Okay, uh, fun. I don't know. Fun for you, maybe? Fun for is me. It? Not for everybody. Not for else. everyone else. No. You're like, oh, great. There she goes. Mm-hmm. So the, the hospital thing, day one, was that um, in... Cebu or was that like in Manila? Uh, That was Cebu. So I grew up um, in Cebu. I moved to Manila when I was 18. So Mm. like 80% of my ghost stories are from Cebu and from my younger years because that's when the clairvoyance was most active. It chilled out around like 14, 15 Mm. years old or my clairvoyance chilled out a bit more. Okay. What? So from from 6 to like 14, like before before it kind of like, not the man went dormant, but like chilled out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. as you said. What would you say would be in that time period your most intense experience? Intense by which, you know, either the one that freaked you out the most or the one that was like most like confusing or whatever. I have two that freaked me out the most. And then the one that uh, has to do with the bed that you're going to (laughs) hate. Yeah. Forward. So one, I think I was maybe eight or nine years old. Okay. Um, so my old, my childhood home is, mm-hmm. was uh-huh. very haunted. And I'm saying was just because the last time I was there, the energy was very dead. It was, it was not a good place for spirits because um, huh. the idea that an abandoned house is the perfect place for ghosts isn't quite true unless that house has really good natural energy. Wait, before we get into the story, expand yes. on that. Because I've always thought that dead houses are binabahayan. Or like, I've always had this concept that if a house was dead, it had space for things mm-hmm. to move in. That's what I thought too. And that's what a lot of people think. But it has to do with really the essence, like the energies within the house. Um, if it is a abandoned home that is surrounded by like natural land, you'll most likely have elementos there. Some form of Mm. elemental will most likely take part of the house, not necessarily move in unless like nature has moved into the house. Mm. But for spirits, some houses are just very naturally energetic and they draw spirits in. It's a place where spirits can literally like replenish themselves and like stay Mm. active on our plane kind of. Mm. But some houses are spiritually dead. Like, it's just a house that feels stagnant. It feels kind of like boring and eh. like mm. even humans wouldn't necessarily like to stay in it. Mm. Um, which the last time I went to my childhood home was what it had become. It felt very stagnant. It was not, it didn't have that vibrancy that it had mm. when I was a kid. 
Um, for example, okay. my house now, it's kind of in the middle. It's mm. not excessively like, but it's mm. not completely dead. And I think that's because mm. we, I have an empty lot uh, behind my house. Well, it was empty. It's not anymore. Uh, Wait, so, so yeah. it's not completely dead because you have an empty lot? I think because that like brings in the natural, more of the natural earth uh, energy. Because uh. everything, mostly everything, that's why you, in cities, you don't mm. have spirits everywhere. You tend to have them in either very old buildings that have mm. a lot of accumulated energy over the years mm. or places near water. Because that's like natural energy that spirits can feed off of. Mm. Very interesting. And I am now reconsidering that empty lot in front of my building. <laughs> I mean, it depends. It always depends. Because sometimes there's nothing. Okay. Weird, weird story before we get into yours. Like, so I live in a condo, right? Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the gig. I'm in BGC. And um, empty lots are very rare here mm-hmm. just because everyone's trying to maximize land, right? Right. And so I'm, I always like had this like opinion or, you know, stand that because there is an empty lot in front of my window, it's great because nobody has like this view of just like space. Because um, usually what's in front of your window is another building, which is great. And um, I don't feel anything now in my place, but I've always been super creeped out by the halls. Um, and I'm, I don't know if, if, if it's because it's a condo, like, you know, energies can vary from unit to unit, Mm-mm. um, because technically they're separate homes. Um, but yeah, the hallways have just generally not been a great, like, vibe for me. So, like, I know this is going to sound kind of kooky, but the first thing I did was when, when I moved in, was like, I had the St. Benedict medal from my high school Very days. Good. Um, and then... Literally, it's still there. I put like some blue tack on it and just like put it on the wall right when you enter the door. <laughs> just like it's there that and it hasn't left. Hey, buddy. There he is. That explains things. Okay. So um, that makes sense that while your unit may not feel creepy, the hallways feel creepy because I, I wouldn't say feng shui is like 100% perfect in terms of like the flow of energy, but it does make certain sense. So depending on how they've created the hallways, it mm. could be almost like a, it could be confusing to spirits. Mm. So it could be keeping quite a few of them in there. It could also just be keeping stagnant energy mm. from regular living people and make it like just creepy and shit. The fact that mm. you have the same Benedict's medal is so fucking good. Those things are so strong and amazing at keeping shit out. And they just create this like protective aura essentially around your home, which explains why I I was hoping to see what I could feel watching over you and like trying to protect your area. And I'm guessing it's that metal. And actually there's one in front of me there. I have a, I have like another neck, like na- daily necklace that I wear. And then there's another one in my wallet. Just like, yes, I, I call them like my favorite anti-mumu device. Cause I mean, I'm not particularly religious mm-hmm. um, or Catholic, but it works, you know, it works. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the great thing with like the symbolisms. You don't have to be of that religion for it to work. You mm-hmm. have it's the power is held in the symbol itself. Mm. So and you're layering, which is really good. That's something <laughs> like everyone should be layering their protections, regardless what religion, what belief system, layer. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So I'm like 
I'm really happy that I went to that school growing up. And this was just like one of those things, like they, they give them out like nice. candy. That's and all of useful. us have them, which is great. And they're on all of our school stuff. So, you know, it's cool. Um, sorry, bit of a digression. Um, so wait, you said that you were like trying to like feel into my space and you, you yeah. it doesn't feel that bad? I was, I thought that I'd be seeing like some sort of spirit because it feels like something is watching over. And I was really expecting to see like a head pop out or something pass by. Um, and like, I was just really, really expecting it. And it, it wasn't quite necessarily spirit, but it was something. And I'm guessing mm. your medallions have been with you for long enough. You have enough trust in them that that is essentially your bantai. Mm. And that's most likely what I'm noticing. Thanks, Saint B. I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Like I don't know. I have this like weird image in my head that um it's kind of like a weird like how the metals work. I I have no idea what if there's any backing to this, but it's mm. like I kind of imagine like this white sort of orby thing, and it's just like making this bubble. Like, have you seen Witcher? No, but you're literally describing shielding, which is like a basic spiritual and witchcraft technique. So yes. and that fucking helps. You're visualizing the shield and where the boundaries are and that helps the metal essentially go to where you need it to go. Yeah, and it's like my imagination is just like, I know it's just by the door, but like I kind of imagine it to just encompass the whole space. Yes. And shielding. For any witchlings that are listening, learn your fucking shielding. (laughs) And don't play with things you don't know what to do about. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that's a very long digression. But getting into your story. (laughs) I don't remember. Oh, wait, no, the creepy thing. Ah, Yes. Now I remember. Um, So, yeah, I was probably like eight, nine. Hmm. And I had been seeing things on and off for a couple of years at that point. I like shadow things. Uh, I've seen a couple of duendes at that point. Um, The malls were very interesting after Six mm. years old, just seeing shit and malls. Yeah. So okay, I've had guests before who said that malls are like busier than they would be. Hell yeah. When they like would see stuff. Hell yeah. Why malls? It, it's a lot of people. It's very living energy. A lot of people go mm. to the malls just in general to like let loose of steam, different creatures, entities, spirits, whatever. Like it's just it's a place for the people from Cebu. Ayala Mall in the old school days used to have a fucking fountain in the middle. It created uh-huh. a fucking like whirlpool of energy right in the fucking middle. Oh. The amount of heads that I saw in the fountain is terrifying. Inside the fountain? Excuse it, me? Yes. I don't understand how. It felt like they were just like chilling in the fountain. <laughs> but all I could see were heads bobbing around. And it was like, no. Hustle, hustle. Okay, know. okay. Fountains in the middle of the malls are the worst thing. I think Robinson's, one of the Robinsons here in Manila has a fountain somewhere. Not fun. Oh my God. That Um, mall is fucked. Is this Robinson's Ermita? I think it's one of the Robinsons. It just has a really creepy ass vibe. Well, to be fair, most of them have a creepy ass vibe. Except for Magnolia, which is like super new. No, definitely not that one. It's definitely like an older one. I know that had like a fountain or like, please? 
I remember uh, like like foliage. Not sure about someone. the foliage, but anyway, okay. Know. But there. So yeah. <laughs> right. So around like eight, nine, after seeing like all of these things, um, one day, this was in the afternoon, like after lunch. And I know it was after lunch because I am such an introvert, even as a child. Mm. Even if my cousins were around, I would only stay in my room. My cousins wanted to play with me. Mm-hmm. They had to go upstairs, mm-hmm. go to my room. So I climbed up the stairs one day and the way that my childhood home is set, mm. you have the stairs um, at one end of the hallway mm. and you'd have to, to get to my room, which is at the other end of the hallway. You have to pass by my papa's old study room, which is like study slash mm-hmm. library and the restroom to get to my door. So as I was okay. walking by my papa's old library, mm. like from the corner of my eye, I noticed someone's in there and he used to have a chair that we had to like throw away because it was so old. But mm. essentially in the corner of that room, which is directly in front of the door, and we always mm-hmm. leave the door open for some reason, mm-hmm. I noticed a little boy sitting in the corner on the ground, hugging his knees with his head down, like fetal position, but like sitting. Cousin? A stray cousin? That's what I thought. I'm like, what? And I'm like, no, all my cousins are downstairs and most of them are girls. I, at the time, only had like two cousins maybe that were boys and the only one that was visiting was downstairs. So I look at this mm. little kid, like I just turned my head to look at him and I'm like, what? So I took a step forward and mm. he lifts his head and it was mm. black hair, like the old school coconut haircut, you know, the, 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 the bowl okay. haircut, that no shirt yeah. that I could see khaki pants, like the schoolboy shorts, actually khaki yeah. shorts. And again, darkness where the eyes should be shadowy nose, darkness where the mouth should be. And he looks up at me and mm. I'm still not fully afraid of them. So I take another step mm-hmm. forward. And this kid, into the room or into the room. Like down I step the forward into the okay. room because I'm still like, who is this kid? And he opens his mm. mouth and his head flies forward, only his head, towards me. And Come I get on, this man. shrill scream in my ear of just and I Come shout. Come on, man. Yeah. I shout. I I I like go into fetal position on the ground and I cover uh. my eyes and I cover my ears. And I'm like holding for like 10, 15, 16, a minute. And when I finally open my uh, eyes again, nothing's there. His head detached. What a dick. His head what fucking detached. And no one checked on me, by the way. I screamed. <laughs> and no one checked on me. Right, there she goes again. <laughs> what? I mean, were you yeah. like, a, did this happen often? No. I was just the child that you didn't really check up on. <laughs> Huh, I guess, I mean, okay, great. Like, they really trust you? Yeah. I guess. Um, but dang, that's really like, I don't know whether to be like, well, after the initial freaked outness, I'm actually like really annoyed. Like, why are you, why are you yeah. going to do that, man? Yes. I don't understand why as well. And specifically for the detaching of the head. And I know it detached because it yeah. zoomed directly to my face a little too fast. And I could see the body still sitting in the corner of the room. As the face was like, what? Directly to my face. And then the scream you heard more in your head than around in my head. It was like an echoey, like all around me scream. And I know I screamed because I could feel my throat and then my mouth opening and I could hear Mm. my own scream. But this scream was just Mm. all consuming. It was, that was probably the first time that I realized, oh, they can be scary. 
That was probably the first instance of fear. Okay, I have questions. Um, Did you ever find out what that was about? Like what was Mm -hmm. going on in there? Nah, he's one of the spirits that's just like in my house. He was, I I saw him, noticed him a couple of times, a couple of years afterwards. He's just kind of there. Apparently, a cousin of mine can see him. I don't necessarily trust her whether she can see or not, or she's just saying that she can. I'm not close to my family mm-hmm. for many reasons, but he mm-hmm. was just one of the little little things that were there. And that was the only time that he did that. Um, I hmm. think maybe I scared him. Uh, maybe he he died from like decapitation. He did not right. realize that his head went flying. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But that's... Sorry. Now, mm. now I'm getting like this really Beetlejuicy funny moment where... You know, it's like he, from the, from the effort of his scream, his head popped off. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. That was honestly like the oddest thing. And I've had spirits like go face to face with me suddenly because they're mm-hmm. surprised I can see them. A lot of them do this where you'll look at them and then try to look away. And because they think like, oh, can you see me? They'll like zoom right up to your face. So you can't ignore them. Can you see you me? How about, see now? How about now? Literally. It is so <laughs> okay. fucking annoying. Fucking and hate it's it. more of their like, curious it is it's just like kind of like you make eye contact and they're just like oh, where can you see me <laughs> how about no it's so annoying and sometimes when you confirm that yes you can see me they're just like oh All right. and they're like that, weirded that, out and they leave that got boring fast yeah <laughs> or if uh they're assholes then they try to freak you out they annoy you it depends on the person ah. on the spirit okay all right um, so that happened. And then what happened after that? You like you you just saw him every once in a while yeah. just hanging around? I yeah, I'd like see him from the from like out of the corner, peeking out somewhere, or I would hear like light footsteps that I could tell as a, a child and it was most likely him. Um mm. that was it. Like I didn't really fully see him after that. I think he I don't think he's he's like the very the the, the, the bravest spirit. Mm. Uh he just popped in and out and then Hmm. He's just kind of like the boy at home. Intriguing. Yeah. Okay. So that's creepiest memory number one. Mm-hmm. You mentioned there was a number two. Yes. Technically, now that I'm talking about my childhood home, I remember another one that freaked me out because I don't fucking know what it was. So technically, now I have four. It's a lot. <laughs> Good time. I'm sorry. <laughs> we haven't even left like pre-14. Most of the scariest ones happen at that age because... I think I didn't learn how to like handle my energy yet. So I was essentially uh, a beacon. And I'm pretty right. sure there was or is a portal in my house. Right. I, I was supposed to mention this. I should have mentioned this. Um, my childhood home was the very first home built in our subdivision. It is at the very end of the lot, at the very corner. First house mm. built, number 13. Great. Mm-hmm. And the area. If it's the first house built, couldn't it have been number one? Mm. And apparently the area was uh, a dumping ground. Good. Great. Of course. Yeah. Apparently (sighs) that's why. I don't know if it's true, but considering what I've seen. I suddenly feel so sad for the kid. Yeah. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I never thought of that. Oh, shit. I never fucking thought of that. I I hope he has found peace. Yeah, and apparently he's still around. I gotta, I got when I go home, back to mm. my childhood home, I'll try and figure that shit out. I don't know. It's it like, is there like a releasing um thing that we, because he's been earthbound for so long. 
you know, there is something you can do, but also it depends on the spirit if they want to leave. Because I don't like kicking them into the afterlife. I think that's really mean to just like, fuck you and send them over. Yeah, gets, gets. So it's it's also like up to them. But I don't necessarily actually even know if he knows what's what's up. Yeah, I gotta figure that shit out. Honestly, if he's he if, if he is actually still around, I have to figure that out. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Back mm. to your back to but, your um. Yeah. So story. this other one happened. I think I was eleven at this point because I know my little sister was awake, uh, awake, mm. um, alive. She was born, <laughs> but there was okay. a huge gap. Yeah. Um. So when I was a kid, I I'm very much into routine, and I always was as a kid. So I heard something hit something. I do not know what that was. Something is here. Fuck out. Um, is it? I what, what is it? More EPs. I have. No, <laughs> I'm more like, afraid of the EPs. Why did like you have that's to say what it? You creeped out about. Oh my god! Now I'm more afraid. <laughs> no. So funny. This is so funny. If it's a ghost, I can handle them. Like no, that is fine. If it is EPs, I we're done. <laughs> Something <laughs> to flies. Be continued. No, but I, I didn't see, to be fair, I didn't see a tiny shadow fly. So I feel like it would have made a sure. shadow. Sure. And that is a shadow that I will accept seeing. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, at like that age, I had a routine where my mom, my stepfather, and my baby sister would be awake until like maybe 11 p.m. before mm-hmm. they went to bed. And I shared a room with my mom and my baby sister. Mm-hmm. And at at least 9.30, I'd be in bed. Because mm-hmm. and I created my own bedtime, like that was my routine. And this one night, I felt like, oh, I want some water. So mm-hmm. I open up my bedroom door, and my childhood bedroom, which is most uh, more like my, it used to be like the TV room. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my little sister was born, it became my stepdad's room because mm-hmm. baby and the girls in the other room. And mm-hmm. those rooms are side by side, so they're both mm-hmm. at the end of the hallway, opposite from the uh, staircase, and. They're like a good, maybe like diagonally, like five feet away from the entrance of the library where I saw the boy. Mm-mm-mm. And so I step out of my bedroom and on the opposite wall from the library and restroom is a vanity essentially. So like desk with a large mirror. And mm-hmm. I had always grown up hearing footsteps in the house. That was just mm-hmm. a thing that you heard. It's an old house. Wood footsteps were a thing. Mm. And, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're laughing, but I don't know if this is a good thing. So yeah, no, I, I saw something there for a second. Um, that is, that was my telltale sign. Do you mean like in your room? Yeah, I just saw something. I'm not so sure whether it was a uh, spirit or when there's something else, but I see, saw something just walk by essentially. I'm really glad that we specified that it was in your room. Thank yes, you very much. my room, my bed. <laughs> Sorry, it was here. But yeah, um, so I step out of my bedroom and I hear a th- not even a thud, just like, okay. like two footsteps. And because the vanity is like right in front of me, it's reflecting the library. Right. And so I look at the, the reflection and I can see this dark mass on the ground, like right, right. at the entrance of the library. And then I hear the other, okay. and the thing moved forward. And so I turn to the library and it's there. I can still see it. Mm. And I hear another, and it moves forward like a limp. 
like a fucking limp. And it's like this, 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 it's a like mass blob mass yes. that's it's, close to the ground or like. That's exactly what it is. It was close to the ground. It was a little bit more like shadowy and like smoky, foggy, but it was there. And every, it, I would just hear this and it would move yeah. forward like a limp. And I immediately got freaked out because this was after the boy. So I had already garnered that fear. Yeah. So I turned around, I went back in the bedroom and I closed the door, left the lights on, went under my blanket and I was still here. Mm. And then I heard it in the room. Oh, great. And I peeked out from under the blanket slightly and I could see it. And as I was hearing the limp, I could see it like limp. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if it was like a spirit that couldn't fully manifest, if it was a memory of maybe one of the bodies that were thrown there, uh-huh. but it was in the room and I covered my face with a blanket and I somehow fell asleep. Wow. Yeah. I think I, I think I mostly, I think I honestly just was knocked out right. by fear. <laughs> so I don't remember feeling sleepy. Okay. Okay. You're just like body shut down. Pretty much. All I remember is just, and then waking up the next morning. Okay. And then did you ever find out what that was? Like Never. What, what was up with that? Never. And that is, I, I have no idea what that thing was. Like looking back with the movements, I don't think it was the lower body. I think it might've been the upper body that was like on the ground and like crawling. Ugh. Oh my God. That freaks me out. That idea freaks me out because, mm, and I couldn't clearly see it, which is what makes it creepier to me because it was just shadowy blob. So do you feel like you're less creeped out when you can actually more clearly see something? Yes. hundred percent. Because I can tell if it's human, non-human. If it's a human, like, get the fuck out. The fuck you're doing here. If it's non-human, please leave. Right. Like, I can handle that. But if it's an unknown, that is terrifying. Mm. I'm I'm like, I don't know if you've seen this movie called 13, 13 Ghosts. I've seen snippets of it. There's one ghost there that's called the torso. And it's basically like, um, I don't know. I think he was murdered. I think it was like a gang, like a mob murder. He was like pulled apart and he was dismembered. And then his torso was wrapped in like cling wrap um, with his arms. And then basically that's the ghost, just the torso, just like walking around. I'm Googling it. Yeah, I mean. enough. And I just imagined it. that on the ground of my childhood home. No, thank you. No, thank you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Though. I'm not I'm saying fuck you to you. I'm saying fuck you to, <laughs> to the energy that might bring something like that in here. No. Oh, no, no, no. We're, we're good. We're good. Oh, I, I've seen snippets of that movie. I never saw that thing. I don't want to see that thing. So I think this is why I can still watch those movies because I'm very adamant about not wanting to see things. And I think I've kind of succeeded with like, you know, just shutting that part down. So seeing these like images and ghosts, like in in horror movies is still like semi-fun, fascinating for me, but I can imagine how it wouldn't be for someone with your Now that I think about it, that makes a lot of sense. Which one? Like, just like where I am. Yeah. The whole, like, since you can't see it, like, it's kind of okay to watch horror movies. It's still fun and cute, but, like, for you, maybe not so much. Yeah, there are some horror movies where it's just like, oh, I've seen something like that. Oh, fuck. Oh, hey, I just saw, like, that's it's in like, your is that your cousin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. But, okay. yeah. 
So we have the thuddy blob. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna gonna call him thuddy blob. Yeah. And then you said there Isn't were. Cool. You said you remembered another story, and then yeah. you have the, that was the one I remembered. This okay. other one is the one that um, I always give a warning for because it Why? is the freakiest. Um, I, I have tell. shared this before when Husmile did her little Halloween thing. Uh, okay. This is the story that when I used to be a trainer, I would tell my trainees, like, if I would always do it at the end of shift when we're done for the day on a Friday. Like, if you guys want to leave, if you don't want to listen to it, leave now. Because mm. this tends to be really freaky for some people. Mm. And disclaimer or warning, it does have to do with mirrors. So, yeah. Dude, sometimes, like, I swear, sometimes mirrors... Another freaky. Like, uh, anyways, so let, let's let's do your story first and then we'll get into ranting about mirrors. Yes. So yeah, for listeners, this is your time to cover your mirrors <laughs> if you have one right beside you. I don't know. Um, so we've all, and I cannot say the name. Um, I am that scared. Uh, I uh, have okay. an irrational fear. You know that uh, urban legend where you say a certain name in front of a mirror and it uh-huh, pops uh-huh, in? Uh-huh. That, a B and an M. Uh-huh. That. Um, so I grew up like many people with that urban legend and the version, there are many different versions, many different Uh. origin stories about it. Uh. And the one that I grew up with was you say her name at midnight in front of a mirror Uh. and you say it 13 times and you spin. That's the version that we heard growing up. So you'd say the name and turn around, say the name and then turn around. Okay. And that would be it. Spinning. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's why people saw her. We're too dizzy. They were like dizzy. They're just seeing themselves in two. Pretty much. But the version that I heard is you say her name three times at midnight with a candle. Yes, I've heard that version too. But I heard that like as a teenager growing up. I was probably maybe 11, 11, maybe 10, 11, Mm. something around that time. And um, we had a sleepover at a friend's house. It it was her Mm. birthday party and then connected to a sleepover. And only like three of us. Four, I think, including myself, were left. I'm not sure whether it was three or four people anymore. That of part of my memory, yeah, that part of my memory is gone. Yeah. Um, but we got to the to the topic of ghosts, mm. and at this age, uh, I was really starting to build up a fear of them mm. because of all the shit that's already happened. Mm. Um, I didn't get brave until like maybe 15, 16, mm. and so they we start talking about ghosts, and I'm just like, yeah. I can kind of see them. I've seen them before. I've seen shit before. And we get to that topic. And they're just like, let's try. Because <laughs> it's fun for uh-huh. them who, who can't see these things. And I'm like, no. And they're <laughs> like, come on. It's not real. Like, let's just do it. It's fine. And I'm like, you guys can do it. I'm not going to uh-huh. do it. And they talk me into being at least in the restroom with them. So I'm like, okay, if I'm not going to do the chanting, I'm not going to be in front of the mirror. Fuck that. Yeah. So... We go to the restroom and the way that my friend's restroom was created, um, it was a large restroom. So like the front, the door of the restroom, right beside the door was a pretty spacious sink, like a large sink and large counter space. Mm, So before, yeah, before you even hit like the sink area, you had counter space first. So it was like door, Mm. a good amount of counter space, sink with a mirror and then more counter space the toilet and then the shower area that had the little uh, window. Mm -hmm. And we went there at midnight and we turned off the lights. I was, I had my back against the door with my hand on the light switch. Good job. Because instinct. You're you're the fail safe. (laughs) Yes. 
Uh, and a little bit of light was like streaming in through the window. So we had a little bit of light and I could see my friends. And so they started the chanting. And from my memory, I think there were three of them plus me. So two of my shorter friends plus one taller one. And the thing is, all of three of my friends look very different. One had right. curly hair. One was blonde. The other one was a tall brunette. Okay. So very, very different. Mm-hmm. This is going to make sense in a bit. And so they start the chant. They say the name. Mm. They turn around. They say the name, mm. do another turn. They say the name. And I notice that the light in the restroom is changing. Wait, it's, so the lights are on? Lights are off. But oh, the right. lighting through the window seems to be uh. getting like darker and more murky. That's okay. the only way that I can explain it. It looked like it was getting murkier. And right. so they keep saying, chanting, turning, chanting, turning. And I noticed the mirror... Um, not really fog up, but I couldn't see their reflections anymore in the mirror. Like the mirror had okay. stopped reflecting them. And as they continue to chant, in my memory, I cannot, I cannot differentiate them anymore. All okay. I see are three girls with their heads down, hair flowing over their face, turning as I slowly hear the name repeated again and again. And that prob- is horrific. Yes. They're okay. probably at like the sixth or seventh chant. Mm-hmm. And I look at the mirror and there's something forming in the mirror. I can mm-hmm. see a head and shoulders. Mm-hmm. And slowly I can even see like hair. I can see where the veil stops on the forehead and flows around. Mm-hmm. And as they hit maybe the 11th chant, mm-hmm. I notice slight shadow where the nose and the mouth should mm-hmm. be. But clear as day, eyes that are dark and red not looking Great. straight at my friends but turned slightly to look at me Hassel. <laughs> and i switched on the lights screamed my fucking Fuck head off shit man and pulled my friends out it was looking yeah. directly at me it was not looking at my friends it i made eye contact with it it yeah. had its eyes like shifted it shifted to look at me and i was like no fuck that we're done we're done we're done and i refused to tell them what i saw that night I only told them like maybe a couple of days or a week later, uh-huh. a month later. I'm not sure when. And uh, here's yeah. the dumb part. I tried it the by myself. Part. No, why did you do that? Because my friend said it wasn't true. Peer pressure. We were, we were 11 <laughs> we were kids. We didn't know a shit. So I tried it at school. Third floor school. <laughs> restroom. Yes. I went to CIS. So um, uh-huh. it, our restroom was huge because it was like, you know, the rich kid school, the social school. and the way that our restroom was built it was front door of the restroom a long line of sinks and huge ass mirrors and then when you're facing Mm. the mirror behind you would be two rows of very large cubicles Mm. and then the back wall with the windows on top yeah uh, to let in light but not you know it was probably seven feet high for the windows i don't know like enough that someone couldn't peek in, obviously, for why, privacy why reasons. Why did you do it there? Like, because I had I to check. <laughs> I had to. During the day? During, During the day. Uh, after school. So it was like 3.30, 4-ish. I don't know. Okay. So I went in there and I'm like, I was fucking holding myself up on the fucking like sink. I was like both arms out beside me like, okay. Uh, and so <laughs> I start. I didn't spin this time. I just looked at like my reflection and said her name. Yeah. And I said her name maybe once or twice and I hear a of a door. Uh, Like one of the cubicle doors move. I didn't care. I continued. Maybe by the fourth chant, maybe I noticed there was a shadow on the wall behind me. 
like on the far end wall. Mm-hmm. And I stop for a second mm-hmm. because I start to process. There's a shadow. The mm-hmm. windows are above the shadow. The light is flowing in through the windows. Right. I look under the sink. My shadow is under the sink. That is right. not my shadow. And then the shadow fucking steps off of the wall. <sighs> Becomes a fucking 3D thing in the restroom. I ran down from the third floor. The guard looked at me like I was crazy. I have never done it again. And I've only accidentally said her name once. And I don't think okay. the entity itself is real. I think that when you do that, because you're like emphasizing your fear, you're making yourself energy. Yeah. Something listens, something hears you, and that's what fucks with you. Yeah, you know, I mean, basically, you, and it's always like a bunch of girls at a sleepover, right? It's yeah. always like juvenile, like fearful energy that's all like giggly and like mm-hmm. really attractive, like mm, num 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 snack. Um, yeah. And you know, I don't think it's like you know, there. There are all these theories about what it, what she is, what it is. Mm-mm. You know, there's that whole theory that, you know, she was like a Scottish queen or like, yeah. just because this has been around for so long. And I think every, every country, every culture has a version of that name. 100%. I think. Um, maybe, I'm not sure if it's in an, in Africa, but you know. um likely. Yeah, right. So, and the thing is like, it, it's kind of impossible that it's just one thing. I mean, the poor... That poor woo with it. Oh, I'm being called <laughs> to another sleepover in... Like, oh, I can't believe that when my schedule's full. <laughs> Next time. Next time. But okay. Um, and do you, do you think that for some people, like maybe, like, and for some people, like it doesn't happen. And then for some people who are more sensitive, like those, like it manifests into something. 100%. 100%. It's mm-hmm. not even if you're more sensitive. I think if it's something is just in the area... And it notices mm-hmm. that you're doing that, and they take that mm-hmm. as a like a cue, like oh, I can hey. definitely like get something out of this, or maybe they're just an asshole and they want to try something. Super creepy. You, it was a shadow on the wall, and then it like stepped out and three D'd itself. Like, I don't. I was like I. I know for a fact that there are different types of like shadow entities. A lot of people say mm-hmm. that oh, if you see like a shadow spirit, like it's evil. It's not. It could mm-hmm. potentially be a like shadow spirit or shadow person pm like an entity Mm -hmm. that is non-human that is literally Mm -hmm. just a shadow but it can Mm -hmm. also just be a human spirit that doesn't have enough energy to manifest Mm -hmm. um it could be that that thing was trying to manifest uh Mm -hmm. and i could just see it Mm. it could it might have also been something else i do not know because i would be pretty funny if it was like you called me i was just like putting putting my gear on and you ran I mean, I might have that might I might have been very rude to that spirit in that moment. I might have just <laughs> stood there like, but oh. you rang. Might have been. You never know. I mean, technically, that's exactly what you're doing. Same thing with Ouija boards. Ouija boards are not evil. Uh, they do not create portals. It's a fucking piece of cardboard. Yeah, it is not. It's a cardboard. You can literally like you throw can do it, it away. on anything. It does not, it's yes, even on a piece of paper. It's not yep. that. It's, mm. You are talking to something that's already in the room with you. Right, right, it's right. It's not right. through the board. It's not. You can do it through anything. You can do it. Like I remember in high school, we used to have this thing called, um, it's really ridiculous name, but it's called Spirit of the Coin. Yes. Where oh, basically on a half crosswise sheet of paper, you draw like elements of the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, bye. And you, you do the thing. But, 
you know, it, it's not really the board itself. So, mm-hmm. I mean, throw the if something happens, throw the board away. It's not, it's, it's not like going to fix the thing. Yeah. But I do, what I do feel about Ouija boards is that don't mess with things that you can't follow through on or you don't know how to use. 100%. It's, it's a tool. The yeah. Ouija board is a tool. And the only reason why people are just like, oh, it's evil. You have to burn it. It's because of Hollywood. And Hollywood doesn't know shit. The only yeah. reason why, like, you'll hear a lot of people say, like, you have to say goodbye. Manners. Yeah. Have good manners. It's like a telephone call. It's like you're calling to a random public payphone to see who's going to pick up. Exactly. That's literally it. Okay. <sighs> creepy, creepy. But okay. And then you said that there was the bed thing. Ah, right. I almost forgot about that one. So, this is one reason why I actually stopped for like a year and a half, more or less. I stopped mm. researching on spirit stuff and I stopped trying to like enhance my skills. Mm. Um, so to preempt this, um, early on in my like spiritual witchcraft journey, I essentially connected with one of my guardian entities, which looking mm. back now, I realized was a form of angel. I do not work with angels anymore. Mm. They're, they are a trip to work with. But really? Yes. They, a lot of people are like, oh my God, angels, so sweet. Like, no, 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 they are not. They, they, there is no gray area with them. Angels, I think are actually like terrifying. And I mean, it says it in the Bible itself. Like they have to preface it with be not not afraid. afraid. If they look cute and cuddly, they wouldn't have to tell you to not be afraid. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. So like the entity that I had, um, Obviously, they know that they cannot show that kind of like image anymore. They tend to automatically just look like a, a human. Yeah. Um, so I had that guardian. Um, and luckily, and the thing that's great about angels is they are very protective, but they mm. do not understand gray areas. They gray do not areas. get like the human nuances. Mm. They're just very extremely logical. Like if you ask them for a thing, they're just going to like, there mm. you go. If they can't do it, then they're just going to say like, no. Mm. It's very different. Um, I work with demons, so it's a very different energy. Mm. Mm. Um, so I had a uh, guardian, essentially, in that. I'm not sure what form of angel, but I know mm. for a fact it was an angel of some sort. And mm. one reason why I got so scared was because it would happen multiple times where mm. I'd be half asleep and I would feel a spirit in my room. Mm. And like something would just enter. And... I would turn and there would just be this little child spirit, like hands crossed on my bed, just looking at me. Come on, man. Just face (laughs) to face when I turned and it would just be there. And I would turn away, slowly close my eyes and like ask my guardian, like, please, please kick it out, kick it out. And then, and it would be gone. And Mm. like the room would feel relaxed again, like chill, Mm. nothing in it. And I'd be able to go to sleep. And at mm. one point, I actually asked it. Like, I, I said I didn't want this gift anymore. I did not want to see anything. I don't want anything like that. Mm. And um, this was probably, I was maybe like 13 and a half, 14. Oh, mm. no, I was already in Cebu. So I was 14. I was at least 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. And after that, my clairvoyance started to really deteriorate. Like, it was almost, mm. it was extremely fast that I stopped seeing things immediately. I still had my sentience. 
So I could mm. still pick up on things. And if I concentrated enough, I could get the imagery. But mm. the immediate visual was gone. I don't fucking want it again. Mm. No. Mm. I like controlling mm. whether I see shit. I never, just that, just turning and seeing just that little child, just mm. like crossed arms, just looking at me. Mm. Yeah, Fuck. dude. No, I like I super get this whole, I don't want to see it. Um, I'm fine with like warning signs with other senses, Mm -mm. but seeing for me is like really where I draw the line. Um, That's the part where it doesn't get like, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, Like this isn't cute anymore because like for me, seeing makes it like real because other senses, like if you get the heebie-jeebies, you can sometimes dismiss it or yeah, explain like it, it away or like rationalize it so that you can continue to function. Mm-mm. But if you're confronted with confronted with something visually, like there's no denying it anymore. Which is why like I super, I super get where you are. And I've said this many, many times on the show. I don't want to see anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like experience you know, like knowing that anything is around me, for sure, for sure. I like the gray area, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, but probably like hopefully not. So it's, yeah. I, I, I can fully, fully relate It's how you feel. So when I was younger, there was no barrier. So there's li- mm. literally, if something was in the room, I was going to see it 100%, um, mm. unless it was like at a different frequency and I couldn't quite tap into it. But mm. if it was there, it was there. Unlike now, like I'll still see things especially if I'm talking about ghosts and stuff that tends to like activate it and I'll be able mm. to get like a, a glance at something. There have been times when spirits pass by my house and they're just visual. I can immediately see yeah. them. But it's not like before where mm. I could turn a corner and I'd be face to face with something. And That's such a hassle, man. It is. That's why my a lot of people think like, oh, when you see things like your reaction is immediately fear. My reaction mm. at this point in my life is annoyance. Right. It's just, fuck you, get out. I don't care. Right. I don't care. Get out. Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. So, creepy kid on bed. Yeah. Was this at the same house? Yes. Was this the same kid? I it, I don't think it might have been. Like, I, I kind of remember seeing something a bit more, like, girly. Like, with slightly, like, longer hair. But mm. it could have been the same kid. It was just, like, dark. Mm. It was when I was going to bed. It was dark. All I remember mm. is seeing a face and eyeballs looking at me. You're you're very like from what I from what I've heard like throughout this whole like session is that you're you're very particular and you can like really sense the eyes and you can see the eyes and it's very clear to you that they're looking at you or you can at least feel them looking at you. Yeah, that's um the only reason why I can tell like it was the eyes for this thing that was looking at me like on my bed is because I remember seeing the highlight of light on uh, the, the otherwise completely black orbs in their head. Uh, that is the only way that I can remember and tell that they were eyes looking at me. Every other spirit I've seen, it's been uh, that like shadowy, essentially where the eye should be. It's just complete shadow. And something that I've actually noticed, um, I always wondered why some spirits I could see the face completely, like kind of uh, how like we're seeing each other now. Uh, and other times it's been that like shadowy, Shadowy, yeah, yeah, the shaded version of it. Mm-hmm. And um, from one of my friends, um, she's actually passed. So, girl, if you want to pop in now, pop in. <laughs> I'm fucking but waiting. maybe just to her, just to her. her. 
So there was, um, she had a friend who had passed and we were talking about them. She had never mentioned his name and she mentioned his name uh-huh. and he popped in right beside her. And I could see his Whoa. face perfectly clear. He was like smiling. I could see the eyes perfect. Like there was nothing shadowy or creepy. And I described him to him and I've been able to describe past loved ones to other people before. And it's always been very clear, very much like how we're seeing each other through video now. It's been just clear. And yet other spirits I do not know, it's been shadowy. And my friend and I kind of came up with the um, theory because her husband also sees things and her friend that Mm. we were talking about who had passed also Mm. could see things. And so we kind of like talked about our experiences and figured out, oh, maybe if it is known to you, you can see the face. Mm. For me at least. And for a lot of other people that I've met, that seems to be the case. There are some people who, because they, again, like function at a different frequency, they can just see it no matter what. But for Mm. me, if it is known to me, if I Mm. know them personally, or if the person I'm talking to knows them, them. I can see like the face clearly. I'll be able to pick out very easy details. That's so interesting because are you then seeing the ghost of or the spirit of that person or you're just so in tune to the person that you know that you can also see what they see? I think it's more of the energy is known to me so I can pinpoint it more. Uh, because when it's like a, like a random spirit, it's mm. like seeing a stranger where you don't remember their face. Right. It's right, just like a stranger right. in passing. But if you're talking to a person who's known them, it has a very familiar, it has more of like an electrified feeling, at least for mm. me when I've, I don't want to call it channeling, but essentially mm. when I have a spirit visitation, it's a very electrifying feeling. And I feel like it's the connection that I'm having with the living person that's allowing me to have a clearer Mm. connection to the person who has passed. I do want to ask you one thing though, because there is this working, well, I don't know if it's a working theory, but some people um, have this theory that when you see the the image or this, what looks to be the spirit of a loved one, Mm. they say that, that's not them. That's like something pretending to be them. What are your thoughts and views on this? If it is someone's respectful religious views, they are very open to have that. Great for them. If you're being an asshole, fuck you. (laughs) And I hope you are haunted by every spirit that is surrounding you. I hate that. Um, I hate that so much. I don't necessarily think it's them being assholes, but I think... I've met people who are like that, who Um, will literally, like, you'll be talking about how somebody... And this is... I don't care if the person hears me. I don't give a fuck. I don't... I I didn't mm, know who they were. They were just, like, someone mm, in passing that I interacted with at work. And we were talking about how this... um, A trainee of mine, her... I think it was her mom or her relative had seen mm, a past loved one. It was a very sweet... Mm. interaction it like helped her family member like move forward and then this motherfucker pops and is just like that's not actually the spirit that's a demon trying to pretend to be their family member Mm. and I was at work so I couldn't full bitch mode Mm. but I was like that is your belief let's let them have their moment and I had to like change the topic I don't I wish that (sighs) that person just let them have whatever comfort they like exactly. experienced from that moment. I mean, it's not like they're transacting with the thing. Exactly. So, no, but that's but, the thing. Like the the idea that it is something that is non-human. A lot of times, people tend to say it's demons. Uh, mm. One, as someone who works with demons, if they don't give a shit about you, 
They don't mm. want your soul. You are a boring human. You think you're that mm. important? Mm. <laughs> it's, at the most, it might be a trickster spirit, mm. but only if you're like useful to them. Mm-hmm. And you're more useful afraid than you are right. like reminiscing for a loved one. Right. You're more useful to them afraid. They would much rather scare the living shit out of you get that energy that pops out from your fear and then leave rather than, I am your past loved one. No. This feels very Monsters, Inc. There is no energy to be had from a non-scared yes. child. Yes. Literally, it is not useful. Maybe if like it's a non-human entity, like an, uh, an, an element or something else, maybe mm. they might create an imagery of a past loved one to make you follow it, potentially. Mm. But it's not like, I don't get people that say like demons have an agenda with humans. Like uh, we're not exactly oh, the I best thing. That's a very in the world. like religiously charged yeah. perspective. Yeah, and that also tends to be the people that like try to start shit with me. So uh, that's always where my brain goes. It's always that. But yes. the whole idea that it has to be any time that you see a spirit, it is an evil thing that is trying to trick you. Is absolutely just not true. The amount of spirit interactions that I've had that have brought peace and mm. like a sense of closure to people, mm. it, it would just be useless if that was a fake thing. That was what is it trying to trick you into happiness? Like, what do they get from that? Exactly. Like, there's nothing that they can get because mm. it's like you you end up with the winning side of it. Like, they're mm. in this like scenario if their intent was to I don't know do something. Yeah. Unless they make you follow them into the wild wood in the dead Mm-mm. of the night. In that which po- at in that, that point, in that yeah. case, don't, don't do follow that. shit. Yeah, don't follow shit. Don't be the white girl <laughs> in a horror movie. I know. Don't do that. Like, it went down the basement. Maybe I should go down there. No. Run. No. <laughs> run, run, run the fuck out. Um, right. Okay. No, super interesting. Thanks for, thanks for your uh, opinion on that. Because there's a lot of very conflicting views on like spirits, things you can see, um, you know, they're, yeah, that, that kind of thing. So, um, so we've talked a lot about your experiences uh, when you were a little bit younger. Mm-mm. Do you maybe have an experience that stands out that is a little bit more recent? Like um, anything weird or interesting happened to you yeah. these days? Um, I guess when you say weird, that it's always my favorite little mm-hmm. like interaction that's, that pops into my head. Um, so where my desk is right now, my table is facing the wall, but the way that Mm -hmm. it used to be set up was like tilted the other direction. Uh, yeah, like one end of it was touching the wall. And so my Mm -hmm. back would be turned towards uh, my couch, my living area, my, uh, window and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and my, uh, TV is right across from the couch. So Mm -hmm. it was a couple of years back and I was on my computer just uh, weekend. So, you know, YouTube weekend mode, da, da, da. And I, see something enter my home. And I have had spirits like walk through my house. Mm. I have no idea why, like maybe there's a walkway before or what I know with spirits is they do not care if there is a wall. The wall does not yeah. exist. They don't give a shit. Not in, not in their like space. Yeah. Or, like, and even if it is, they don't care. Yes. They can yeah. go through it. I yeah. would too. I'm lazy. Yeah. So I'm on my computer and I see something enter from like my dirty kitchen down into mm. like my living space. Mm. And I see it enter and I'm like, whatever. And because I can see my TV from like the corner of my eye, I see the reflection of this spirit sit down on my couch. Okay. It took a seat and I stopped. 
Because I'm like, no Excuse way. You? Exactly. So I looked at the TV because I could uh-huh. see the reflection. And it was yeah. sitting on my couch. And it was a, a, it was a, essentially a white lady. It was a lady in a long dress. It was a cream color. Why is it maybe. always this image though? Because it's what we bury our dead in. A long white dress? It tends to be white dresses. My, we like most of the people that I know when you bury them, it's always like light colors, neutral colors, uh, white. This I new know. guy. Mm-hmm, I guess. But she was there and she had like, I think her hair was slightly pinned up at the back, but like her front layers were down. Mm-hmm. So it was slightly styled. Mm-hmm. And she just sat down. She was just <laughs> chilling. So I turn. I was looking at the TV and I turned completely in my chair to look at to my her. couch and to look at this spirit who has sat her ass down on my couch. And she pauses and she looks at me. And it's I could tell, even though her face was like the shadowy imagery face, uh-huh. I could tell that in that moment she was going, what the fuck? You can see me? <gasps> And I literally looked at her and I was like, yeah, I can see you. Uh, if you want to rest, that's fine. Afterwards, please leave. And I said this out loud because... If I, you want to what? If you want to if rest. You, ah, if you want to rest. Yeah, okay. I was like telling her like, if you're tired, you can rest. But after that, you have to leave. And mm. this spirit went from like looking at me and I'm... She just kind of like slowly turned back to like facing forward. And then maybe a minute later, when I went back to my computer, uh, she left. Mm. I think she was, she felt kind of, I don't know, embarrassed yeah. maybe. Like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But she got, petting the, oh, she caught me. I was just, I was just planning to chill. It was maybe just, watch some pretend TV. Yes. It was one of those moments where I could really tell like body language wise that this ghost was surprised. Like the spirit was surprised because the way that she just turned her head immediately to me, it was just <laughs> that feeling of, what? Huh. Hello? It's, a lot of them have that reaction where they are just as surprised as us that you, we can see them. That's so funny. And it's like, it's almost a cute interaction. It's mm-hmm. like, you, you kind of like, can I help you, ma'am? Literally. Like, you you come into my home. What I is it so that you surprised. would like? I, I know that some of them like pass by. I've had some that like will literally stand in my house, mm-hmm. like sightseeing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, she was the very first like spirit that I saw who took a seat. I still cannot get over that. She just walked mm. in and took a seat. And in that moment, I realized, oh, do they rest? Like, is that a memory <laughs> that they just have that they feel the need to do sometimes? They just decide like, ah, I'm going to pretend I'm tired and take a seat. I do not know. Mm. Okay, okay. That's kind of cute though. Do you have any other like um, memories that are, what? so what is, how about, the, what is the funniest or like maybe the cutest or most heartwarming experience you've had so far? Ah, cutest and heartwarming are like two different things though. Okay, I mean, maybe the, we, this, is a, this is like a good note to like wrap it up on. So okay. last two stories. Um, okay. Um, so one, I would consider this the cutest, but it might be also creepy for other people. <laughs> okay. I have a very different idea of cute. Um, so back in the old building that um, my company used to have in we were working back there. I've stayed with the same company for like seven, eight years. So we Good used to, you, girl. We, we used to stay in one of the oldest buildings in Makati. Um, <laughs> like I, I can say it because like we don't stay there anymore. Pacific Star, Makati. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yes, I understand. I understand. So my office was like oh. right down the road from that and it is just as old. Yes. Like that I area understand. has like some of the oldest buildings. And or, sorry, the office that I worked in at the time. 
there. <laughs> and like, there was already a lot that happened there. Like so many things, not mm. just to me, but to other people. We've had things that were caught on recordings. Oh my God, seriously? Yes, like breathing that was not there. Like, oh, there were, there were so many. I loved that building just because I had so much fuel for my ghost stories. Like I built yeah. up so many. We were only in yeah. that building for like, a year and a half, two years. Well, at least me. I was only in that building for like two-ish years. Yeah. The amount of stories I have. Oh my God. <laughs> Wasn't this the building with the elevator that got stuck? I mean, it always got stuck. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Not a great <laughs> it was, descriptor oh then. Oh God. And then that was another story that just popped in my head. But no, next time. Um, okay. Next time. So We'll just have to have you on again. I have so too many stories, but uh, this was during, I believe, the night shift. I'm not so sure whether it was on mid or night shift because we always kept the curtains down anyway. Mm. Um, and we had big rooms. So okay. one of the ways that as a trainer, we were trained to move. It was part yeah. of our training that you don't stick to one place. You walk around and it also keeps the trainees like engaged. Mm. And this class had been with me for a while. So I had gotten to a point where I could tell some stories, joke mm. around, and it'd be fine. So I was walking to the back of the room telling a story. And as I was walking back forward uh, to the front of the room, um, everyone was laughing. I don't even remember what the story was. And I looked down at one of the chairs and it was an empty chair. And I just see these two little feet dangling off of the chair, like kicking happily as if they were enjoying what was going on in class. And I could see little shorts, little socks and little shoes, maybe for the body of like a five-year-old, like three to five-year-old and just happily kicking away. And Sorry, did you say everyone was laughing? Everyone was laughing. So like it looked like it was enjoying the class because I had, I think I had said something that was funny. Everyone was laughing and it was like two little legs kicking happily on the chair, like as if it was sitting down and enjoying the class. And I had my reaction of like looking at it and then uh-huh. stupidly enough, because I was talking to my class, I just said out loud, oh, I saw legs. And then I did my... I laughed because for me, that was so fucking cute. It was a little ghost child that was enjoying. And everyone else was like, what? What do you mean? And they were like, what? And it was like an empty chair that was like turned somewhat to the front. And all Uh my trainees just like zoomed away from the chair. (laughs) Usually. And I'm like, no, no, it was cute. It was cute, guys. And I just felt so, I don't even remember what the joke was. I wish I did. It was so fucking cute. Just two little legs kicking happily. Maybe and a little then, sad like, thinking of the age that, that those legs belong to. I know, but like, okay, this is something that I don't understand. And we're, I promise to not go too far into a tangent okay. this time. But office buildings and the office building that I was in in Mahati, quite, quite near you, um, mm-hmm. it was like AXA down uh, yeah. the road. Um, a super old building, right? Um, most glacial elevators. Ever. Yeah. I hope they fixed that. But, um, there's always like in every office, you will hear the story that there's a kid mm-hmm. running around. It's usually like a kid, a guy, and a woman, yes, right? Always. It's like it's like a boxed set. And I don't know why it's so universal for all office spaces. Like, do they just like have assignments that they dole out? Like, oh, you're in this floor, you're in that floor, in this office building. Like, and it's also, it's a bit weird because it's an office building. True. How does a kid get in there? Or a kid's spirit or energy even mm. in there? I have a few theories. Um, some of them are more lighthearted. One, like maybe the kid's parents used to go there a lot. So the kid would always like 
be dropped off there or like would stay there. Other times it might have just been like a random child spirit because they can walk around quite a bit. Uh, mm. The kid spirit might have just like popped in and then like popped out. Mm. Um, or the darkest one, there's this, it's technically an old tradition that some people did before, but not everyone, where to make a foundation of a building strong, you made a blood sacrifice, which was normally no, a baby no. or a child. Uh, a lot of times a street this. child. Yes. A I lot of times a street this. child that was just given to the land to somehow make the foundation stronger. And I kind of really believe that because there were, there have been some child spirits that I've encountered that felt like they were specifically connected to the building. Like their blood <sighs> was within the building and they're never the spirits I can interact with. They're always the spirits right. that I see and then uh, that sense just like fills me and then it's gone. It's, they're very fleeting. Mm-mm. Like, uh, I've mm-mm. heard I've heard this and this is not the first time I've heard this also. And I'm so, so sad about it. Yeah. It's one of the things that I wish was not true, but we also, I, I, if I'm correct, we have like historical mm-hmm. like things that show that, yeah, that is something that some people did. And it's not in the, just in the Philippines, it's in other places too, where something was always donated to the land. A lot of times an animal, but better mm. if human. I don't know, dude. I, I just, I hope and I pray that as a society, we're just generally over human sacrifices. I it's hope 2022, so. you guys. I hope so. Let's, uh, I think on. that's also why like some places, even though like there have never been babies, there'll uh. be stories of people hearing babies crying. <laughs> yeah. It was a lighthearted story. It ended up with something pretty dark. I know. That that, that got sad real fast. But you said you had another one. Yes. Um, So I have done like multiple kind of like, sometimes it's intentional. Other times it's not intentional. Where I will connect to a past family member. So there Mm. was a time with my coworker and her grandfather who came through. And I was able to kind of like leave the last messages. The one with Mm. my friend who her friend popped in once, like she mentioned his name. So that was nice for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done it through tarot readings where sometimes I'll just be doing a tarot reading for somebody and a past loved one will pop in and I will have no choice but to describe like them. Yeah. Sometimes they're very pushy, but one, my favorite one was potentially with um, one of my coworkers. And I was in class sitting in. Mm-hmm. This was probably, this was like early 2020, actually. Pretty mm-hmm. recent. And I was sitting in and I was already noticing a little boy running around. And oh he was so freaking hyper, just running everywhere. And I'm thinking like, okay, I've never seen this kid before. So I'm guessing this is a new child. And mm-hmm. what should have pinpointed me to this is somebody's like kid or someone's connected to this child. I could see the face mm. clearly. Oh. Clear as day, I could see the face. I could see the eyes. I could see the little haircut. The dimples were clear as fuck to me. Mm. Um. And he was running around and at one point, my uh, co-worker, she was talking to her class. I was just sitting in, mentioned her, her son and he mm-hmm. stopped in front of my table and smiled at me. That's me. Exactly. And then like kind of kept going around the room. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. Because mm-hmm. her, her son unfortunately passed somewhat tragically. And I, I, it's always a very awkward thing to be like, hey. You remember that son you mentioned? Yeah. 
so when everyone else was out, I had to like pull her aside and just be like, hey, your son. Um, and I had to describe him. And so I described uh-huh. like the hair that I was seeing. It was like the old school like haircut yeah. for the boys. Like what every little boy had. I yeah, described like he was like point. slightly chinito, like he had like I kind of tried to describe how his nose was, the smile, and mm. like the energy that he had. Which a lot of times it's really how they act that mm. is the biggest giveaway, not so much what they look like. Mm. And like she showed me a, a picture of him, and it's always the creepiest thing to me when people show me the pictures of what I'm seeing, mm. because it's at the same time like yes, that's definitely what I'm seeing now, but also. I feel so bad that I have to see this for you. And mm. she didn't really have a message, but it was, she She cried, of course, because that was her yeah, little boy. Shipper. And I was like, he, he's around and he is so freaking hyper. I don't think, he's one of those spirits that I don't think uh, will cross over fully until mm. his mama is with him. Um, right. He's definitely not there all the time, but it was just one of those days where I think it was a very uh, heavy day for her. And I think uh, that's why he was the most active. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. Just trying to help out, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like trying to make her feel like a little lighter. And right. it was very unintentional. It was very much a little boy just trying to get my attention. Most mm. likely he noticed that I could sense something. Mm. And he just increased his energy for that. And it, it, it's always difficult to mention something like that to somebody because especially if they cry it's like I yeah, understand like, like you're happy but you're sad and I'm a yeah. very awkward person I don't know how to respond <laughs> I'm just there I hope that brought her some comfort though Mm-mm. She oh. she's a very big believer as well and I was able to connect to her father after that like he popped mm. in real quick um, but it's just that, like those small like thank yous yeah. And like, I can't believe it's him and just being able to confirm that, yeah, he's around and he looks fine. Yeah. He looks happy. There's nothing on him that is that looks traumatic, that looks right. like it's connected to his death. And that's always a very big thing for them. Of course, when somebody yeah. passes, you want to make sure that they're not suffering. And it's always it's that. Like you, you still want to make sure they're okay, straight. Yes. You know? And it's always that. There are some spirits where you can still tell that they're carrying the trauma of their death because you can mm. see it on them or feel it. But not mm. this little boy was a ball of energy just perfect pure innocence, perfect happiness. There was nothing on him that would ever link me to think of how he died. And he was just around because he loved his mama that much. Oh, I I hope, I hope that brought her some comfort that stressful day. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a great heartwarming note to end on. (laughs) Let's maybe just remember this last part, which was nice and warm and fuzzy and not all the other parts. But they, dang, they were great stories. Thank you so much for joining us, Kat. This episode didn't expect some of the things we talked about. That <laughs> got intense. I got the heebie-jeebies. Yes, it was. It was. A, it was a. It was a trip. I am glad but to keep people a, out. <laughs> you freak me out, honestly. Like I think we're gonna sleep with the lights on tonight. <laughs> um, but. Okay, is there anything you want to share with the good people of the internet? What are you up to these days? Like, maybe you want to tell us where we can find you as well. Yes. Um, so, you guys can find me on Instagram and um, TikTok. I'm kind of a little, uh, just some cringy. Your TikTok witch? Yeah. I have other ghost stories on my TikTok too. Uh-huh. Um, and technically, oh, cool. my YouTube, they're all under the same name, Onyx Hydrangea. 
Um, for those of you who want to check out my tarot reading stuff, oracle reading, that's on onyxhydrangea.occult for my occult services. Um, in the near future, I'll be adding some more. But yeah, I have almost all of my ghost stories posted on TikTok and YouTube. And yeah, you guys can also find out about my witchcraft maybe if I post more because I am lazy. I hear that. Okay. Awesome. And like, uh, maybe tell the people um, what kind of occult services you provide just so they know like what to reach out to you for. Yeah. So um, currently I do tarot readings and um, oracle readings. I also offer palm readings. Um, I do offer a larger divination service that includes aura readings and some witchcraft consultations. I do not do spells for others. I might in the future, but currently it's not something that um, is something that I'm willing to do at the moment. But if you guys see mm. consultations for even spirit stuff and things like that, those are things that I can do. Just reach out to me on onyxhydrangea.occult. Has to have awesome. a dot occult. Also, I think it's onyx underscore hydrangea underscore. occult, right? Yes, my bad. So for Instagram, it, there's an underscore. For TikTok, uh, I don't know. Find me. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Just, just search for it. It'll pop up. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kat. I've had like so much fun. I hope I hope you've had fun as well. Yes. It ran a little bit longer than expected. And I don't think we even got through a like majority of your stories. So maybe we'll just have to ask you back on. <laughs> I mean, sure. I am happy to creep people out. I love telling my ghost stories. <laughs> so if ever I am free on Fridays, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> At this hour. Yep. Okay. And just for everyone's reference, it's like 2 a.m. Yeah. An hour away from the witching hour. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Great. Thanks again, Kat. This has been Grimcast Manila with your host, Antoinette. You can find more episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and everywhere you can find your podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Manila, And we have a little group where people share stupid ghost memes. Um, It's called Grimcast, a group for ghosts and ghouls. Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro and is produced, recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. Find out more about our other shows on Big Baby at itsabigbaby.com or facebook.com slash bigbabystudios. Catch you on the next one.